0: What's going on everyone? It's your girl Kristen R. Harris and you are tuned in for another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. Hey winners, thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of God put me up on game. I know you're probably tired of hearing me say it but I am not tired of saying it. Thank you guys so much for taking a moment out of your day to tune into this podcast i do not take it lightly i do not take it for granted i am so blessed that you have chosen to listen to god put me up on game to subscribe to download wherever you're listening to your podcast so just know that kristen r harris is grateful for you now in case you don't remember um, about a month ago, I got I let you guys know that once a month I would be introducing to you some phenomenal people that I have encountered on my journey. Now, these may not be people that you have ever heard of. But trust me, they have a story and God has truly put them up on some good, good game. And for that reason, they are game changers. You hear me? Game changers. So today's game changer is one of the funniest people that I know. She is also a dear friend of mine who I love to call my west side friend. Being that I'm a south side of Chicago girl, it isn't often that you meet a chick from the west side that you instantly mesh, mesh with, but that's just what happened with me and her. So, winners, please give a warm, warm welcome to Kentavia Johnson and welcome her to the winner circle. Hey, Kentavia.
1: Good morning. Good morning, Southside
0: Friends. Good morning. <laughs> good morning.
1: Let me <clears throat> clear my throat.
0: Yeah, clear your throat. You got let, me, let me clear th- my throat. You got, you got a lot of good good game to share. So wait, I do. Before we get into it, I just got to know, do I have to call you by your government name for this interview? Please
1: don't. Okay. I was just thinking <laughs> that. I'm like, is she going to keep saying Kentavia? I'm like, can we just get on with Tavia, please? Okay, good.
0: I'm going to call her Tavia. I just wanted to make sure I didn't have to go by the government official
1: name okay good no All right. no 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 I'm from the west side <laughs> we, we go by nicknames okay, yeah. west and I'm too
0: mad you said that it's a lot of us on the west side that south side is could mesh with yeah um no that that's not my <gasps> that's not my story so. <laughs> And those That's of you who are from Chicago, you understand. Those of you who are Southsiders, you understand my pain. Okay. My
1: God. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. I- Go ahead. All right. So, Tavi, I know, of course, I know a lot about you and who you mm-hmm. are, but tell you, us a little bit about yourself for our winter circle who are meeting you for the first time.
1: Well, just personally, um, this you know, this is always so hard for me like describe myself. I'm gonna get better at this. I'm gonna come up with a whole little script and tell it, um, and have it all written out, all super fancy. <laughs> um, but I'm a, a diverse learner teacher, so I've actually really gotten into um, consulting too a little bit on this. I just to teach on a little bit, and just kind of walk it in it a little bit and learn a little bit more about um, diverse learners and how I can help families. Um, but full-time, Monday through Friday, I teach uh, the wonderful kids on the west side, a uh, high, uh, high school, and I also case manage. And um, I'm the mother to a wonderful, beautiful 18-year-old. Oh, my God. So that's pretty much where I am, like, and
0: who I am right now. Wonderful. Well, Winners, I invited Tavi on this show because she has a personal story of, um, not wanting that wonderful dope daughter that she just spoke about in the beginning and kind of being overwhelmed by what was supposed to be a blessing. And I'm so excited because when people come on and they want to share these very personal stories with you, one, I applaud them for their courage, but I'm just honored that she would come on to the God Put Me Up On Game podcast and share this with you all. So guys, please listen up because I am sure that you'll be able to take some game away from this. So, Tavy, tell us a little bit about that story and the circumstances surrounding how you got to the place of not wanting to be a mother initially.
1: Well, um, so it was my senior year. I was 18 years old. Um, And of course, just like most young ladies and even young men, you know, I had the dream of like, I'm on my way out to college you know I'm about to hit this college campus life. I'm about to be out my mama's house. Thank you Lord, cause she didn't. You know, <laughs> okay. Them teenagers, you know, y'all be looking at each other like I, I don't, don't like, like you, you at all. And, okay? and, she, and she probably like, and I don't like you either. So <laughs> goodbye to <laughs> Exactly. Goodbye. I'm ready for you to go. And so um, that was just where I was at, and that was what I had on my mind, and those are things that I opened my mouth and spoke like I'm on my way to college and then I did what most teenagers do I thought I was gonna you know have sex you know like okay I'm gonna have sex and then womp womp I got pregnant and I'm just like well wait a minute wait this ain't what happened with my other friends how did I end up getting pregnant like how did I become the quotation mark chosen one no 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 so my initial thought, of course, you know, I tell one of my friends, i am never forget. She was like, so you going to get an abortion, right? I'm
0: like, hey, yeah.
1: well, I don't know. God put me on one custom. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, yes, let's, let's keep it a
0: sensitive version, you know.
1: <laughs> right. We're going to keep the same. You had to take the kids listening. Yes, I am going to get one. And so um, I remember, you know, telling the, my child's father, like, hey, I'm pregnant, but, you know, I'm going to get abortion. You know, we ain't, we even ain't got to forget the question of what you're going to do. I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do. I'm going to get abortion. So I found out. Um, I found out it was it was interesting. I found out Mother's Day weekend. I don't. Wow. I don't even. I just took a pregnancy if that's right? And I found out Mother's Day weekend that I was pregnant. And so um, the next thing was let me get through prom. Let me get through graduation. And uh, we had a family Disney World trip planned. And I was like, let me get past that and, you know, we're going to get an abortion. So I uh, went through the whole motions, went on prom, pregnant, everything. Um, still holding that size eight, like just, woo, everything was good. I wasn't gaining any weight, anything. And so it was working out in my favor, like that I wasn't showing. And so we get to June and I set the appointment for Planned Parenthood. I would never forget. And that Planned Parenthood is still on the north side. Um, I pass it frequently.
0: And so when you um, pass I was it there. Pause, you don't have to interject. When mm-hmm. you pass it, does mm-hmm. it bring up any feelings?
1: hmm So it's, sometimes when I pass it, I unconsciously not look mm. that way. And, um, and I know I'm you know, trying to avoid that because I remember looking up one time, I was like, Man, it's still there. And um, it's just like, Wow, I was in there, you know, and I was in there. And when I think back, I was in there so just like calm, cool. I remember some of the people there, you know, like I remember there was this white lady there, and she had this look like this, is what she do, and it's and I'm not trying to, you know, she was just as comfortable as I was, like. I know what I came here to do. Mm-hmm. Let's get it done and let's move on. And I remember my child's father was so nervous. I'm like, calm down, relax. And he was like, I got those things in my stomach. And I'm like, butterflies? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, you'll be all right. It's okay. And so um, just being in the atmosphere, and I remember them calling my name. I go back there, and I remember the lady turned the screen around. And I'm assuming that's kind mm-hmm. of a protocol being that you're on your way to, you know, get an abortion. I guess they don't want you to get a test, a screen, whatever. And um, she was like, oh, you're far along than what you thought. I said, well, no, 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 no. I don't think I am. I'm like, no. And so she was like, she sent me out to the, where you go to pay. And the lady was like, <laughs> it was like $200 and something. And I remember that's all I had in my savings account. And I was like, my mom is going to kill me if I spend this money on abortion. And it has to be nothing but God, because my mom has never asked me about that savings account since mm. ever asked me about that savings account. And I always think about that. Like, what was it like? I was already there. Why didn't I just spend the money? Why didn't I just do it? You know, like and suffer the consequences later, because I'm pretty much I ain't gonna lie. I'm a rule breaker. You say don't chew no gum. I'm probably not <laughs> chew it anyway. Um, so I didn't understand why I didn't just do it at Mm -hmm. the moment, you know, maybe like a couple of years later, I was just like, she still ain't asked me about this, uh, savings account. Like, and to this day, she still has not asked about the savings account. And I'm like, why didn't I just do it? So, but anyway, so we left, I wasn't able to get the abortion. And from there, I just remember my whole personality I guess just kind of just went south I was angry I was sad I was mad I was like I cannot believe this is happening to me I'm like I better have a miscarriage like something there better be a plan b in this and I hit it I hit her I sucked my stomach in for a whole six months now you know the first three months was fine but by the time I get to that fifth and sixth month, it was getting a little tough on my little muscles. It was getting a little tough. And I'm like, whew, this is this is this is a lot of work to hold a stomach in. I had no plan. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I had like, I didn't have this plan like, oh, I'ma have her. And then cause in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to college and if I deliver on the um campus, then I deliver on the campus, whatever have you. Like I didn't have that. It was very basic. It was mm-hmm. all about me. And that was all I kept thinking about. This is about me. And um, I mean, I don't want to go into super specific details how it came out, because um, even once it came out, you know, we went through the whole disappointment with your family, blah, blah, blah. We went through all those stages. Well, it's okay. We're going to be there for you. You know, it is what it is. We're going to take care of the baby. Nobody really understood how I felt. And it was very hard to explain it to people because how do you say to someone, I love my baby, but I don't mm-hmm. want my baby. I love my baby, but I don't want her right now. Like I would always say, I mean, I wish she would come at like, like could have came at like 37 or 38 years old. Like, like now, I want you her want her, right her now? now? But I love her. <laughs> like now, yeah. like now, I would have been mm-hmm. okay with that. And then I dealt with also the guilt, that God may take her away from me because I did have the mother's love like I would, I'll hurt you over her, but I don't want her. And it's so hard to say because I don't think there may be somebody out there who understands exactly how I felt, but the majority of the people don't understand or they would just never say it out loud. You know, my mom doesn't even like for me to say that I was going to get an abortion. and I'm like, but that's my story. Mm-hmm. That's, And so a lot of it um, I kept so much inside because I'm like, nobody understands what this feels like. And I couldn't find anybody who understood. Because, of course, none of my friends had babies in my circle. None of my close friends had kids. They had, real talk, had abortions. The ones who did get pregnant, they got abortions. Um, and so no one understood what it felt like to uh, love something but not want it. Um, and really not want it. Like you, I knew in my hearts of hearts I did not want her. And, um, but it was just so hard to deal with that because I didn't dealt with the guilt because I was a Christian because I went to church and I've dealt with the guilt of God may take her away from me because I don't appreciate this baby. Um, and I don't appreciate the blessing. I can't see the blessing. I, I, I didn't for years. I didn't, I did not become comfortable with being a mother until like seven years later when I could stand up and say, Okay, I'm a mom. I didn't talk about my child. I went to I did go to college and I was on college as Tavy. I didn't talk even when other girls mentioned that they may have had a baby, I didn't talk about Zaria. I remember when Facebook first came out. I didn't put her on Facebook and it and I was and I'm always amazed that people who put their children on Facebook because I I'll be honest, I'm really still just becoming even more comfortable. With putting her on Facebook and saying, This is my daughter. Like, if you'll ever go in a few posts back, if you look at my social media, I'll say things like, You know, my favorite girl, you know, things like that. Uh, and of course, you can assume she's mine because we look like <laughs> twins some days, some days. But I just was never comfortable with. Uh, saying that I'm a mom. It took a very, very, very long time for me to say that. And um, I just pray still, even now, that I pray that God forgives me for not appreciating um, what he gave me. But then I also thank him for the grace that he showed me because being that I am a teacher and I am in the urban school, I see the children that's out here that's wilding out. And I come home to like this dope kid that, Wants yeah. to spend time her. And with
0: she's you. so beautiful. Her you know? spirit is so sweet. Thank you. I love Saria.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And most people do. Like, I have some friends now that they just want to do everything for her. And I'm like, hey, she's <laughs> my kid. <laughs> let, let me, you know. And they want to do stuff for her. I, but I'm appreciative of it. It continues to show me, you know,
0: that God showed me grace, grace with her. grace, grace. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask mm-hmm. you this. How did you loving your child but not necessarily wanting your child how did that manifest in the way that you interacted with her and took care of her maybe those first seven years until you got to the point that you were comfortable
1: so Zaria was a walking gap ad (laughs) and I say that because on the outside as we do so much we dress stuff up we dress our hurt up we dress our pain up you know, so many of us are hurting on the inside, but on the outside, mm-hmm. we shy. you know, and nobody will ever know. I dressed my pain up. Um, she she was super cute. And I remember one time uh, my cousin said, you know, you wouldn't have never thought that you didn't want Zaria because you take good care of her. So I did on the outside take good care of her. I made sure that she had everything she need, clothes, shoes, you know, her hair was combed, all of that. Um, but there was sort of a small, and I'm going to say small, small, because this is pretty big detachment when it came to me spending time with her. What I did was I spent a lot of time uh, with my friends on their college campus. I would be there all day. I remember <laughs> that was when American Idol first mm-hmm. came out and we would watch American Idol. I wouldn't get home sometimes until about like, it was pretty much her bedtime. So I spent a lot of time away from her um, because I just hadn't accepted motherhood. And so, like, even when I would date, got, like, when I would be dating, I would never, you know, when that first thing, like, what's, um, you know, tell me something about you. I never mentioned that I had a daughter. And if she started talking in the background, I would meet the wow. mom. Um, yeah. My um, friends didn't like I I had one uh, guy friend and we were really just friends. He was like, you know, I wouldn't have never even known you had a a baby until I came over to your mom's house. And I'm like, yeah, I know. You know, so it's things like that that stick out. Like, so I know I did a lot of isolating. I was Zaria's mom and I was Tavy, And I wanted to very much so keep those separate. Even when I did take her to the park. Um, I took her to the park. It was me. Maybe a couple of my girlfriends might go. Because, of course, my close friends knew that I had a baby. But it was never a time, ever a time that my friends said, we going blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't going. I was out of there. I learned how to put her to bed early, put her to sleep early. So I was out that door. And I hung out with my friends. Um, So I did a lot of things isolated from her. Um, We probably spent the most of our time, maybe like, maybe Saturday mornings and like Saturday afternoons when I took her to the park, then I'd bring her home and then I'd be out the door. I'd be gone. I didn't want any parts of motherhood.
0: Wow. So you pretty much kind of put her in her box.
1: I just put her in her box. And that was that that she was in her own little box um, for a very long time. And that's why I say God showed me grace because this little girl is attached to me. I've never seen a teenager who wants to hang out with their mom. Never seen it. You know, she'll go out, you know, she'll, she'll ride mm-hmm. with me anywhere um, because I kept her in a box. I kept her with my mom, with her other grandmother. So she spent a lot of times with a lot of times with them. I, like I said, I, I I did take her to the park. We went to the movies, but that would be it. We had our couple of albums. Like I've, I've Damn, done what back. I'm
0: supposed to do for motherhood. Check I, and on to the that's next it.
1: Thing. Uh, check and we moving on. Yep. Now it's time. it's me. Well, it's good it's to
0: know that even through all of that, it didn't adversely affect your relationship with her. Well, her relationship with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. With me. Yeah. yeah. Because she could yeah. have grown up with resentment. For the Mm -hmm. things that, you know, maybe she felt like she missed out on. But what happened, you said, around that year seven that kind of broke that? What, What did that look like that you were able to transition from just vehemently not wanting her to being able to accept the fact that this is your child?
1: So what I used to do a lot was anytime anything went wrong, I would be like, see, if I wasn't a mama, you know, if I didn't have her this wouldn't be happening to me right now. Whether it was like a financial dip or something or someplace I wanted to go or something that she might have needed that I was trying to figure out how to get for her. And I would just be like, see,
0: Mm -hmm. if I didn't
1: have a child, this would not be happening. I wouldn't have to think (laughs) about this. And what I did do a lot of was, which is, again, nothing but God, I would still read my Bible. And I was just reading my Bible and just steady trying to find, like, there has to be some peace. So I was really just praying and asking God for some sort of peace, some sort of sign that it is going to be okay. And it was something in that year seven that... You know that year seven? I can't remember. (laughs) Something happened. right? And, and of course, like, I didn't know anything about numbers and seven because at seven mean year seven for her, I was only 24, 25, something like that. So again, I'm still immature in my faith and not really understanding, but I just knew that there had to be more. So after I had her too, it was this thing of, um, I felt as though, I'm like, okay, so this is something bad or tragic that has happened to me. And you hear in church all the time, like, oh, God will help you, God will save you. And I was really just asking God, like, I need you to save me. If this is what everybody is saying, and this is what I've grown up um, listening to and hearing about. That God gonna make a way and He'll save you and He'll keep you and He'll comfort you and He'll. Do, I said, I need your comfort. I need you to help me. I am going to go crazy because clearly she isn't going anywhere. Then clearly I don't want her to go anywhere. But then I need to like her. I loved her, but I don't right. like her. And and it wasn't in the sense of I didn't like her personality. Right. I didn't want her. So I'm like, I need you to mesh all those things together and I need some peace. So it was like around that year seven, something just like over. And I don't- of course, I don't want to say magically, but it was definitely like this something that just patted me on the back and was like, I promise you it's going to be mm. okay. You're fine. Um, something had happened. um, I was in transition of figuring out, like, okay, I don't want to be a preschool teacher anymore. And I wanted to teach and maybe case manage, do something in that. And I was just like, uh, I need a change. I need a change for me and my baby. I was stuck. Why am I still living at my mom's house? Why? You know, and I was just like, I need to do something. But sort of living at my mom's house made me still kind of be able to say, I don't have a Yeah, because you were able to leave her
0: like, and go as you please. I was able
1: to leave her and go as I please. So, And I had this fear, too, that if we left, things would just really go haywire. I had that fear that I would not be able to take care of her in in any manner. And so something in that seventh year, just God just comforted me and just let me know that it would be okay. And don't get me wrong, I didn't just sit up like, yes, I got this. It was when the next event happened, I was able to not blame her. Small and steps. that's when I knew, like, oh, it was a small step. And then when the next event happened, I was still able to say, well, no, it's not her fault. I, I just stopped. And I'm just like, OK, I'm going to solve this. It's going to get solved. Everything's going to be all right. You know, this has nothing to do with the little one over here. You know, it's OK. Um, and then I also this is the part that um, I normally don't tell people when i do talk about us because i really don't talk about us so if you get the story that means exclusive
0: like god put me so up like on your your
1: you got. <laughs> you are super exclusive because how do you explain to people i love my kid but i didn't want him. people don't want yeah. to hear that people want to hear the, the good stuff the, the mushy the, mm-hmm. the, all the glit, good stuff and all the mushy stuff and the oh, even though you had a baby at 18, look at you, you got two degrees, y'all made it, this, this, and that. I didn't have that story. That wasn't my story. No, I wasn't, I'm going to make it. I'm like, I'm not going to make it. But another thing that helped me, that made me as a mother, I, I knew I had a mother's heart. I would look at my daughter and I would always be like, hold your head up. Say what it is you want. You know, I found myself like, what, what are you doing? Say say it out loud. You want that? Say it. She, so she was already a pretty quiet kid. She's reserved. She's still reserved. But then during those first couple of years it just dawned on me. And I, and I know it was number guy. He like she's carrying your shame Ooh. and your uh, embarrassment. Mm. She always had her head down. Always. Because it's one thing to just be a quiet kid. You quiet, but when someone went to talk to her, she would put her head down, and
0: I'm like, I would just be, like, oh, your head up, girl, speak out loud.
1: She carried my shame, and that, oh my God, Kristen, that hurt my feelings so bad. Even today, you know, I just when I think about it, I just be like, God, thank you, thank you so much that you turned that around for us. Thank you, because. She carrying my
0: shame and my embarrassment. No, no, I couldn't put that yeah, on Yeah, because, you know, no. she was, I can very well see that. I mean, I know God, he, he knew what he was talking about, but just to know that you're carrying her in your belly. And from that time, mm-hmm. you're walking around mm-hmm. with the embarrassment and the shame and you're hiding and mm-hmm. then all of that. Mm-hmm. This and this is for my 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 pregnant listeners, my listeners who I carry and see mm-hmm. whether it's a natural or a spiritual. Because you know I believe I'm the midwife, so I believe being pregnant in the spirit. Like when you walk around mm-hmm. not embracing that thing, all of that energy you're sending to your baby, mm-hmm. and that yep. is a part of what you're going to birth when you push them or it out.
1: Yeah. I'll definitely agree with you on that because I saw it. I pushed out shame. I pushed out embarrassment. I pushed it out. I didn't want I didn't want anybody to talk. Once that from six, seven, eight, nine months, I didn't even want anybody to talk to me. Once I my nephew, my nephew was six when uh my my niece is actually thirty days older than me. So my sister and I are 15 years apart and we were pregnant at the same time. Uh, go figure. And so um, you know, my nephew was like, Titi Tavi pregnant too, having a baby too. And my sister was like, Oh, well, yeah, I guess she is, but I, you know, we don't talk about, about it. You so, had everyone else yeah. around you trained
0: not to even speak about it. No, oh, I didn't. didn't.
1: I didn't have anybody trained. It was just no one spoke about it. We train ourselves. When we are embarrassed of something, so that let me know, too, was, no, was I wasn't the only yet. one that wasn't talking about it. My mm-hmm. family wasn't mm-hmm. talking about it. Nobody else was talking about it. So it wasn't a thing of, like, I told them, don't tell anybody. Clearly, my belly is getting bigger and bigger. I'm still going to church. I'm still going to school, you know, but I will come straight home from school, and I will go in my room. Um, but we all, none of us talked about it. Nobody said anything. I remember another time when my niece was born. um, I hadn't had Zaria yet, and it was a really uh, bad snowstorm. And my brother, dad, that's what I call my brother-in-law, he came home from work, and he was kissing on my niece. And um, I was standing there or whatever, and he still had his coat on. And he said, well, I'm going to go out here and shovel this snow. Yo, TT normally usually helped me but um she's a, she's pregnant so she can't help me but we're not going to hold that against her. So it was like little <laughs> things like that too and it's mm-hmm. just like
0: which 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 I you think know, probably didn't help the way that you were feeling either. It this didn't made
1: it work. It did not. It did not. You know, and I don't think that people realize what they say to other people and when they say it because I had a godmother to tell me, you know, I can't talk to you right now. I'm just so disappointed in you. And I'm just like, okay. But then when I shared it with another godmother, she was like, well, she couldn't be upset with you. Because, you know, old people, you know, some, some people have your back. Like, they have your back like, no, they didn't now say that.
0: Pregnant at 14. When she had
1: a baby, it's, yes, <laughs> and that's exactly where she went. Now, when she had a baby in high school, and it was like...
0: Okay, I didn't yeah. mean to
1: bring up a fight. <laughs> I was
0: just saying
1: that you know my feelings was hurt. Never mind. So that was more reason too why I kept so much inside because when you get to talking to people,
0: they'd be like, "Well, you knew what you was doing mm-hmm. when you was laying down." Now and you like, okay, you right, you are. Right. Yeah, and you're, you're already right. dealing. I mean, I did. I, what I hear you say is it's not so much of the me getting pregnant. It's just that in my life. This is just not how I sought for it to happen. And Mm -mm. I mean, I can Mm -mm. relate to that because I was twenty four when I got pregnant with my oldest daughter with charisma. And I remember Mm -hmm. being devastated. Like they call me Weeping Wanda because I cried the whole nine months. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Me too.
1: That was not a day that didn't go back. I cannot believe
0: this is happening to my life because this is not what I I capital D Y E for emphasis yeah. this is not what i yes. saw from my yes. life and nope. now that i look back i'm like man god thank you because you knew more than i, I couldn't imagine my life without charisma you know she a teenager and sometimes i want to choke up but Absolutely. <laughs> but i Absolutely. my life without her life without and her you knew yeah i get knew. it totally so i want to ask you about you know, just the the purpose that you see in your child, because knowing that you went to the abortion clinic, you were on the table, and mm-hmm. God Ready. in his most infinite way, his his divine wisdom, he shifted that situation, mm-hmm. even when you didn't even see it as that you just saw it as being afraid of your mom, no nope. but,
1: <laughs> but yep
0: you had to fear that was mama, it but it was really the fear of God wrapped up in that um that saved Mm -hmm. her like can you look at her now and say man god truly has a plan for your life
1: that's for her yes yes that's what i say all the time i say god you have a plan for her life i don't know what the plan and the purpose is but if but i pray over it so much almost daily Because I'm like, God, please. And then even going with you and meeting you and, you know, the midwife. I'm like, I'm going to be a midwife for my baby. Because you know what? I know where I was. And I know what could have happened. And I know how I felt. Because I was, as we call it, I was at that (laughs) chop shop. Like, let's go. (laughs) Let's get this done. And there was something. God, in his, oh my God, most awesome way was like, no, I got a plan for this baby. I have a plan for her. So you're going to keep her. You're going to nourish her. You're going to be her mother and you're going to be the best mom to her Mm -hmm. that you can be. And so that's where I am just like excited about what her future is going to be and where what is what God is going to do with her. The first thing that I can say is I just enjoy seeing her blossom and take off that armor of shame and that armor of guilt. And she gets out there. um, I always say she's the best basketball manager I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. I tell people, like, oh, she got basketball practice. She a basketball player? Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, But just seeing her talk, because she didn't talk, seeing her talk, seeing her stand up for herself, open her mouth and advocate for herself. Oh, that just brings so much joy. If she know it does, she'll come home and be like, mom, let me tell you what I said today. And I'll be like, yes, you said it.
0: That's right.
1: Say it again, girl. That's right. Say it. And so that part, I'm just like, God, just keep on. Just keep on covering her and show her. I ask God now, show
0: yeah. her
1: who you are yeah. in her life. That's my prayer for her. Show her who you are and show her
0: early and show her her purpose early. Wow. So I think that even beyond just for her, that journey was for you too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you like, mm-hmm, yeah, I mean. It, it, it was, was definitely yeah. for you. So <laughs> I know that through all of that, you you had to take away some games. So what do you when you look back, what do you think is, are the mm-hmm. key things that, that God, it with you the lessons that you learned the game that you took away from this, this whole ordeal
1: <laughs> well that was the one thing that I did seek God for yes, yourself yes. <laughs> definitely seek him for yourself um, during that moment I had to begin I began to seek him for myself and who he could be we always say oh we hear he's Jehovah Jireh our provider and when we think provider we always think money and economics and he provided me with yeah. comfort. He provided me with joy. And he provided me with peace. And he provided me with confidence. Confidence that I actually even could be a mother at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. I didn't have that confidence. I didn't think I could do it. And also that God shows us grace. Um, Tasha Cobb has this song gracefully now, broken, Gracefully girl. Broken. Yes. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like when I heard it for the first time, I was like, like this is I my story.
0: This is me. me. She wrote this just Ooh, for that's me. me. That's me. That's me. She wrote it just <laughs> for
1: me. That God, that you gracefully broken. God broke me, but he did it with grace. such grace. Yes. Such grace that I would not, that I'm at a place at 37. I would not change the road. And that takes a lot of, you know, yeah, put your big to girl say, like, zone. you wouldn't yeah, change, that path. You wouldn't, that. change yeah. that path? you wouldn't change that path? Right. I'm at a place where I can say I wouldn't change that path because it got me to... Today. That helps me, that helps me today say, like, okay, even when, uh, you know, again, you know personal things that's going on my, I my... That's the only way I get through it because I think back you. Like, like, made it through that. He got <laughs> me through... If I made it through, mother, <laughs> You know, like...
0: Okay. Yeah, this, this, clearly, this, is, nothing.
1: this. <laughs> this yes. is nothing this is nothing this is absolutely nothing because you dealt he dealt with my emotions that emotional side physical ah, you know this is physical things right, that's right. going on outside that these things that i see you know and that i hear but the emotions on the inside that he was able to change my heart that right there i'm just like oh my goodness so just understanding that God will still show you grace, even in mm-hmm. your sin, Because, yeah, at the end of the day, I see it. I fornicated. I was I shouldn't have been having sex. Absolutely not. Um, but he showed me grace, even in my mess up. He's like, no, I yeah. still got yeah. you, baby girl. Mm-hmm. We got this. Just trust me. Unfortunately, yes, it's going to be some hard days. It's going to be some hard nights. You're going to still cry a little bit. You are. Um, And even I had a hard heart. I always say I I probably never fell in love because what I did was because I cried so much those nine months, I stopped crying Mm. afterwards because I said, well, what you got to cry for? You brought this on yourself. So stop crying. I would go to funerals, wouldn't cry. Something would happen. I wouldn't cry. It was just like I just shut off my emotions, even when it came to dating People, you know, I always hear in church people like, oh, soul ties, soul ties. I'd be like, eh, no, didn't have that because I be like, I'm dancing out. <laughs> Two fingers. I disconnected myself from any emotions. Any emotions disconnected myself. I granted I was funny, still funny, Tavy, ha ha ha, can laugh. But when it came to emotions, just shut off the valve. Wow. So I thank God for His grace. grace that. His grace, yes, wow, yes, that he still got his me.
0: grace is sufficient, his grace is sufficient it is, and I it heard you is. say that um you know even during the course of this, you know leading up you you always stayed in your Bible, and I think that that's mm-hmm. really key for a lot of people who are listening because. We may feel like we get into these situations and you know, mm-hmm. you were carrying guilt and shame and you knew the way that you were feeling, but staying connected, that's the only way you're gonna be able to get out of this. Like staying connected. Oh, and yeah. you you knew at the end of the day, God, I need your help with this. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. live like this. This this isn't what no. I want to carry throughout my life God so I need you to help me with this and so you you got in your word you were reading his promises Mm -hmm. is there any scripture that during that moment Mm -hmm. during that time that particularly stands (laughs) out to you
1: yep so um I was just about to go to it look at um (laughs) yeah I was looking Yep, I was there um Ooh, I hope I don't make too much
0: noise, it's okay, we know you're but um, flipping. <laughs> with
1: flipping, OK, flipping my uh, pages on my Bible. But, yeah, there were I can talk as I um, flip the pages. I was so I knew I needed to forgive. I needed to forgive. But I was like, well, who am I forgiving? Am I forgiving my uh, baby daddy? Which I hate that uh, terminology. Am I forgiving my baby daddy for not being the father, you know, and walking with me through this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because it wasn't even about for me. That was the other thing. I didn't even want to be with him. I was just like, after that point, and I, and I really don't want this to sound really bad. I was disgusted because I'm just like, oh, oh, I'm pregnant. And it's not even like, oh, it's by you. It was just like, because any man who would have been, I probably would have felt mm-hmm. that same way. Like, oh, I'm just so disgusted. And so it was just like, I just need you to be, you know, her father. That's it. That's all I want you to do. Just be her father. And let's just get this done and over with. You know, let's do that. But then I was like, well, no, I don't think it's him that I need to forgive. I need yes. to forgive yes. myself. And with trying to forgive myself, what I continue to read, this was one of, um, this is one of the uh, scriptures, Ephesians, Ephesians 4 and 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And I have it underlined, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you and with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I read that over and over and over and over, asking God to help me to forgive myself. And that was one of the ways that I was able to even say, like, and hear God be hear God say, I got you. It's okay. You good, mm-hmm. you got this. And the other scripture that I um, had was uh, Romans 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation pro- produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were that were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. I needed to know that I had peace, that God was my peace and that he was showing me grace. That, it was that grace, this grace part right here that just I just will read it over and over through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. So I got faith that God got me. You gotta get yeah. you, you gotta have it. Yeah. You got to. There's nothing wrong with this baby. This baby came out eight and a half pounds. I didn't take a prenatal vitamin. I didn't eat right. I didn't exercise. I didn't do any of those things that they told me to do. You know why? Because I was too busy hoping for a miscarriage. I remember one time I fell and I started bleeding. Silly me. I'm like, this is it. Yes, this is it. I'm like,
0: this is it. This is it. I'm like, woo, start the celebration. You know, I don't want to laugh at this. <laughs> and I know. I know. Yeah, with you. I know.
1: Because, and I just want to let your listeners know we are not insistent No, this, this is, is just, not. You, you got to know. KB but this too, is just really me. how I was, right? I was just like,
0: yes, woo, yes,
1: and no. No, no, no! I'm like, oh, she's still here. Look at that. Okay, all right. Well, never mind. She's still kicking, ain't she? Because I know, didn't I even go to, to the doctor. That
0: earlier, you know. And that. I want to say this to the listeners. Um, and I think I said it last time with with our with our last game changer, LaWanda. Although I know these women, really, a lot of this stuff that they're that they're sharing. This is the first time I'm hearing it as well. So I'm over here like, wow, wow, ooh, ah, you know. So I'm. Again, Taby, I'm really grateful for you to share your story and mm-hmm. having the courage to come on to the podcast and share it with my listeners. We are very appreciative. I want you to know, I mean, even in hearing your story, I know you're saying, you know, it's not normal or common for women to say mm-hmm. such things. But mm-hmm. I know that you're not alone. I know yeah. that there is somebody who's going to hear this who is in this situation mm-hmm. right now who's in this struggle right now. And, and I pray that the words that you have spoken um, about his grace and about seeking God for Mm -hmm. themselves and um, about finding that peace. I pray that those words really minister to them and they're able to find their, their, um, their, their moment of peace through everything that they're dealing with. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, me too. I definitely do. And God is such a great guy. He shows us so many. When you ask for things, he'll show it to you. And a lot of times I've, I've learned, even in my life, we all ignore things. Um, when I was working as a preschool teacher, he showed me this woman who, when I say this lady wanted a baby so bad, and I think that was probably like the aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When I say this lady wanted a baby so bad, you could... You could feel it, you know, in her struggle and what she was just praying for. And I would mm-hmm. be like, yeah, here right the blessing. Like, mm-hmm. I was hoping, baby girl. Right. I'm like, I got the blessing over here. And that was in quotation marks. I'm like, oh, I got the blessing over here. But it still made me feel bad. It made me feel bad. Um, so yeah, I really hope I hope I did inspire some of your listeners today. Um you I, I do I, I know that you did. You know,
0: I pray <laughs> over every one of these podcasts, and I, I just ask God to have mm-hmm. his way and to make sure that that the episode gets into the ears of the people who need it the most. Um wh- before we go, I want to share yeah. there's actually one scripture that keeps coming to mind when I hear your story, and it's the blessings of the mm-hmm. Lord maketh one rich and add no sorrow. And so when I hear and okay. I don't even know where to find I don't know the address you know, you know I know how to get there
1: cause I, I know you don't know the address but I thought you knew <laughs> at least a little bit of the like did you know the street cause you know I've heard that before but you know I'm really you off like know, you know what? Ooh, Just
0: is that
1: Old Words. Testament New <laughs> Testament <laughs> I am okay I'm gonna put it in the what is it the yeah. Bible way yeah, app, yeah.
0: the whatever. Bible put gateway or something yeah. like the that yeah I'm gonna put it in the mm-hmm, one mm-hmm, rich mm-hmm. And the Lord's no, no problem, and I no know problem. that for some of us, it okay. may not even just be a baby, like, God has given you something, and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't even have capacity for this, God. This is more of a mm-hmm. curse to me than a blessing. And God is like, No, this makes you rich, mm-hmm. it adds, adds no sorrow. And so, in that moment, like, take these things that Tavi has shared today, um, about how she sought God for her peace, and she just said, Look, I need you. I, I need you to help me fix, mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like this take that and apply that to Mm-mm. whatever situation you're going through and I, I promise you God will show up he He is faithful in that regard and with that Tavi, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners before we go this has been amazing by the way
1: oh thank you thank you Proverbs 10 and 20, thank 22 you. There you just in case any of your listeners wanted to know like no problem, problem. It's cool. It sounds real proverbial. It sounds like it's a lesson. It's, it's yeah, a some it good game. Like you know, proverb
0: lesson. is the whole book of games. Okay. Yeah, the
1: whole book. Of it is. It really is. The <laughs> yes. whole wisdom be yes. wise Absolutely. unto you. Um. No, I think you really summed it up. I'm not going to hold you all any longer. Um. I think you summed it up very well. Yeah. That's that was pretty much it. Just pray and seek God. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so cliche or sounds so simple. Oh, that's yeah, you just saying that? No, I saw God even through my tears. There were some nights I just only cried, and I do believe that God yeah. understood my cries. He understood those mo those
0: moaning nights that I had. Yeah. Now you know I can that. start preaching from that, but I'm not. You know, I'll save that for another part. Okay. I'll save okay. The- Liquid yeah, yeah, prayers, yeah, yeah. you, you know, podcast, yeah, because I could talk mm-hmm. all day about some liquid. Prayers
1: yeah, you you do that.
0: Yes, okay. <laughs> about liquid prayers. Ooh, that's that's, the, that's a good way to put it. Liquid days. Prayers. You know, what, I'll add that to the topic mm-hmm. list. And you guys, stay tuned for liquid prayers. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> thank you so Absolutely. much for joining.
1: Yes, up- Oh yes. thank you for having me. It is such an honor. Yeah. I, oh, I popped
0: yeah. you cherry. i Am I supposed <laughs> to say that? You pop, all the time, girl.
1: <laughs> I don't think you are that God put me on that. If I can't cuss, you clearly can't say you pop, pop my My going Ooh, on guys, well.
0: this is who we are. It's so okay. It's okay. I like to keep it authentic. It video, is. But you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that it's something that was said on today. Um, can impact you, inspire, please share this podcast with someone who you know needs to hear this message. Again, shout out to our game changer for today, Kentavia Johnson, better known as my website hey. We appreciate hey. her. You guys keep her yes. in your prayers. Keep her daughter in your prayers. And please until do. next time, guys, Thank you. I'm Kristen R. Harris, and I'm out. Bye! <laughs> You know, you you know, you